0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of I Sock at Small Talk with me, Janine Ramirez, in case you forgot my name. So my memory of today's guest is as a phenomenal dancer and cheerleader with killer moves and impeccable balance. Um, Fast forward to today, she's grooving through life in the UK, working in the healthcare industry and mastering the art of mommyhood. So join me in welcoming the fantastic Marianne Yeah,
1: Welcome.
0: Hi.
1: Hi everyone. Um, thank you. Thank Nina. I still know you as Nina. <laughs> thank you, Janine. Sounds very formal. Um, for I know including okay. me in this one. Um, I really liked your the stuff that you've been doing when I saw it for the first time. It's very empowering. So thank you for taking the time out
0: of your super busy schedule. <laughs> I'm excited to know about your life. Mm. Because, honestly, after high school, I'm not sure what happened at you. So, can you give us, me, some context and a mm. quick cuento of, like,
1: how you got to yeah. the UK and all that jazz? Um, yeah, so, after high school, I thought I'd take up nursing. I never really thought of myself becoming a nurse. Like, never. But because it was uso. It was the trend then. And it was a good pre-med to go to med school so that's mm-hmm. the main reason why I wanted to and then I always thought of myself like everyone thinks of the U.S. you know our affinity with the U.S. Yeah. So you would think you'd, you'd go to the U.S. I never really thought of the United Kingdom but then okay so then I, I finished my nursing degree and then after that did a bit of nursing in the Philippines and also had some teaching jobs nice then I thought like what else because I I can't be a nurse anymore in the Philippines. And I knew I didn't really want to be a doctor. So that was one of the complexes I had mm. from growing up and being a, um, trying to prove myself that I'll just do something even if there wasn't any heart to it. So good thing I had that realization because I probably would have been so miserable going to med school and not really being in love with it, if you know what I mean.
0: Right. Um, Where did that come from? The
1: Like, all of a sudden, okay... Being a doctor is not for me. Um. So it's not the doctor per se. I think it's like being, like achieving something. And I've always been known to be. It's a joke among my friends and the ones who know me best uh, that I'm competitive. And yeah, I. That's that. Sometimes is my dark side. But I know when to, to notice it and to deal with it now because of more self awareness. But back then um it's like proving myself i don't know growing up i I was always teased as brown <laughs> no way yeah i no, mean i it never teased was... you about it. no but it was like um like in passing it, 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 on, hmm. honestly speaking it's usually like um or yeah brown hmm. like among kids it's a yeah it's a thing but i never really let make it It'd obvious to people you. that yeah, that it does get to me sometimes so I make a joke about it as well and I join in with the laughing so mm. it's more of proving in that I belonged and I also had achievements so I would join extracurricular activities and yes. just wanted to be there if there's talumpati or sabayang pagbigkas mm-hmm. or if there's basketball varsity there's cheerleading like, I'd do it um, yeah. but of course growing up it's like wala lang you liked the approval the belongingness the yeah the attention and then growing up so i brought that in when i was in university and i i'd get i'd get high grades and of course i'd um yeah get some awards but it didn't feel it didn't feel fulfilling and the word there or the phrase i would say there was i didn't have gratitude for mm. the achievements because i was so hard on myself and i'd say Dapat lang, or yeah. How else, like, die? I should, so it's like that. I should, so it's that talk within, like, inside me. But I didn't know that that was that damaging because goodness me, we were just growing up. Like you know, you no one really tells you about this, and then you realize it when you grow up. Right. But I'm really glad that I got over that, over that, because had I carried on, I would have, like I said, been miserable and just right. being competitive, and I'd be tired. I'd be tired because yeah. I wanted it all, like debate team. Um, cheerleading or like could um, join dance competitions in a group, but then and then high grades, and then and then go home and it's like, what's it for? Because I yeah. really have that memory. You know, we had teens list in the mm. Philippines, and then um, if I do see my name, but you know, anyway, if you would make it or not. But yeah. I remember myself, there was a hit in me when I looked at my name, like I knew it. And then I just walk away. That's it. But I saw the twinkle in the eyes of the other people who've been working mm-hmm. so hard. They didn't their names there, and so much like, oh, I'm gonna work so hard for my name to be there. And then for me, I, it it didn't yeah, resonate. No and of, and I'm like, I did it. but I did it. But the, where yeah. is the the applause yeah, the and the? Yeah, fulfillment. Asan yun? So um my gosh i'm getting goosebumps right now because i'm tapping into my Mm. yeah so good thing that that, yeah i got over that and i as a mom now of course i speak to my children about it if ever they do get that feeling of needing to prove themselves and it's it's from proving it's not from the joy of it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean it, the, yeah, the difference yeah, I, in that like you're doing it because you just want to be unapologetically you but no it's more of like approving so that i get invited right. to these things you
0: decided okay i don't wanna go forward with med school and i want to
1: what like mm. um move abroad. yeah uh so straight on like i did my board examinations so I, I i have license for the u.s i was i thought i was gonna go there but then and then there was Australia and the UK. The doors opened for me. I applied at the same time. They were both very easy and they were there. I just needed to choose. And this was in 2011. Mm. The UK, it was harder. And if you came here, people would be surprised and imp- pressed in a way i think there goes my complex again so i would choose usually something that is more challenging or not common or others would find difficult and i'd go there and challenge myself so that i can say that "Mm, see i did it but yeah again but i'm happy that i chose this one because i I feel more at home (laughs) forgive yourself for that it's also such an
0: achievement and accomplishment Mm. and the confidence that you would have just to be like okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get it done. Yeah, like I wish I had, you know, when something's scary for me, it takes me a while before saying, okay, I'm going to go for it. Right. So like all the power to that side of you. I'm your cheerleader now. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: In real life, goodness <laughs> me. um, Yeah, and then I guess it just became so smooth. Like the, when, you know, when they say it's really for you and the UK was just so easy for me. Like my visa, my, I, I got it after two working days and then people would ask me, how come you got it? And I didn't really have like a proper agency. So, well, mm. so even POEA, they had to yeah. ring Philippine Embassy London just to check if my job offer was legit. And it's not just from some invented hospital somewhere. But even in the whole POEA waiting room, I remember, I was at like, when you went bound for the UK. That's why it was raising eyebrows and like, you know, raising alarms because they were like, Is this real? Totoo ba to? Is this real? Yeah. It's like Then when coming here, they'd ask me, like, if I'm in a bus stop and then another Filipino comes along and asks, Filipino? So they, they'd ask Yeah, that. And then I'd say, opo, hello. Po. And then they'd say, is dito? Is your husband white? It's your... So they yeah. would assume easily. So I'm probably a student or I married someone who's a citizen. Yeah, because that's the only way people got in there. That time. But of course now mm. it's a bit easier and a bit common. Mm. So it, it just, you know, just laugh it off. But, you know, there's so much... um. Stereotyping there, and I guess judgment, but it's just the way it is. I never really thought much about it because those were the times then. And I'm here 10 years for coming to 11 years. Oh, okay. oh god! I want to take a super quick
0: break because I ask this question to everyone uh-huh. that I have on the show, and it's funny because I realized that I ask it at the end, and it's mm. such a downer because mm. it's such a negative question, yeah. So I want to ask it like front-loaded and I think we already kind of brushed on it. Mm. So, okay, what is something you feel that you genuinely like suck at and how mm. are you dealing with it and getting over with?
1: Um, um, yeah, so, so in connection to the other one that I've been saying about, so the competitiveness, the being busy, but what am I busy for? Like what's the value mm. behind it? Um, it's good in a way. I think it's from coming from my if I go back to like psychology, my toddler years, anal stage. So I think it's coming from the perfectionist and yeah, controlling of myself and I really don't like it when it um also involves the others. Yeah. Um so just just being that, but then now I'm just more grateful that I can catch myself, my dark side and just knowing that um I it, if I overwork myself, I know when to pause and stop. And what's the value behind it? And yeah. especially with what what happened in the pandemic, when you just become more reflective of if this is if this if something is worth it, because you never know the next day they, there's a lockdown. We no one no one saw that coming, especially yeah. for myself uh, for myself who's a who was a frontliner. Yeah, so that's my did um, you added
0: it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I'm talking to a lot of people now that are going through therapy. So I'm wondering because you were saying that it goes back to like toddler years. Mm. Did you like work
1: on it with with someone, or is it more really just self reflection? Um. So when I was still in the Philippines, I did leadership courses, and then from here as mm. well, you do some some courses. And I went to uni here but uh yeah so it it came through that and uh, i have a very good husband we we talk about anything and we we highlight things and stuff that we don't normally admit to other people up front but we can we can say that to each other but i know it changed us like being frontliners and as parents yeah lots of yeah. um aha like moments so like i don't want to be that mom i don't want to be mm-hmm. yeah that that
0: etc. But you mentioned like frontliners working in healthcare. Mm. What's yeah. it like working in healthcare as a Filipina? Yeah, and there are like any stories about being a minority mm. working there?
1: Yeah. Um. But as you know, we're known for um nurses here in the UK anyway, so it's mm. not surprising. So you see a lot of Filipinos in the healthcare industry. But what's not so common would be. Filipinos in the top positions or in the higher management. Yeah, um, which I am. And your position now is, um, so on paper, oh, on paper, yeah. So I, I'm called a nurse manager or, or a team leader. So basically, I manage a certain specialty. So uh, sometimes I'd have to pinch myself because when I got that role, I'm. still... Still, am one of the young people, and you and I f- find myself in a room in a meeting of like all these other people who are so experienced, in maybe one or two, two of us only from the Philippines. So it's just like yeah, Philippines represent, yeah, represent, <laughs> yeah. But that's just inside me, and then I feel like I'm waving yeah, the yeah. Philippine flag, but just, just inside <laughs> me, and I'm like buzzing. But yeah. Um, so how's it like minority? In in that sense, yeah, mm-hmm. like like that. Um, I feel very proud whenever I have to represent, especially there was a project last year and I was already heavily pregnant then. I think I was like eight months pregnant or seven. What? And my one of my big, big, big projects uh, were, um, was Jung- conjoint twin surgery. So it's not no common way. to separate twins and especially the hospital that I work in now is one of the top in the world and number one in Europe. So they, the, the, the diseases or the, the conditions that come to us are mm. cases that other they're doctors... Like they're
0: complicated
1: ones. Yeah, that the surgeons have refused in their own country. They, they come from other countries, yeah? So I own just wow, so yeah. because it's either they're just so complicated, they don't want to touch the, that, that patient. Like it's, right. you know, and then yeah. it comes also, imagine all the pressure. And that surgery started from 8 o'clock in the morning and finished at 4.30 in the morning the following day. And I was heavily pregnant. Oh and I was God. one of, a, of the, there were two of us leading that, leading that huge team with all surgeons from orthopedics to urology to general to, yeah. So they're, they're, they're all there, plastic surgery. But it's like you're, yeah. you're a conductor, but you're conducting like, okay, they're sewing right. the bone now. Okay, you go prepare that bit. Okay, you yes. guys go for a break, you're next. Yeah, so it's like, but... Yeah, it's, it's a, a whole n- event that you need to kind of
0: orchestrate, right? And I was pregnant, I don't, I don't know how I did it. It's so funny, because when I was a kid, I would watch like Discovery Channel. Mm. And there was a show about just conjoined twins around the world and how they separate yeah. them, like showing the surgeries and stuff. And it's just so... Mind mm. blowing that I'm talking to you, and I know someone that
1: was part of a team yeah. that did that. Gonna- yeah, and where, we were like there were cameras, and there was a viewing room, and people could watch. So it's like a Grace Anatomy kind of thing where they can like yeah. the other, let's say, um, surgical students or young surgeons they want to watch because it's it's rare, it's rare, and they yeah. were trying to separate I mean, a lot of other right. organs, yeah. a lot of other things, and very fulfilling when they said. Uh, around 9 p.m when they're officially separated as two bodies and we were all like oh goosebumps oh my gosh we're separate and then officially like um the head professor surgeon that time he said um congratulations everyone we're done skin is closed incision is closed and it's just like the room it was like i cannot explain it but it's so goose bumpy kind of um, feeling. Yeah. Just, like, I guess there you had fulfillment, right? Yeah, yeah, anymore. yeah. In, like, in my nation, head, it's like, mic drop, like, break it down, Philippines. And there were Filipino nurses in that team as well. And I was leaving one of them. I'm like, wave the Philippine flag. Amazing. And you were preggers. And the- so I'm going to go
0: to the next question. One, mm. You're a mom of two now, Yeah. right? Yeah, I know. So... I- Okay, what was that like? When, like, when, you, when were you pregnant? When you were there, na? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Me cuento about
1: like how you brought your husband there, ba? Yeah, so I was, I came here first, so we did long distance relationship for about a year, and that's also also another thing because I respect him and more preg- for that. I, pregnant, married already. Um, so we were civil, and then okay, yeah. Because we were gonna go there anyway, because we knew that we were part hmm. of each other's futures. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Parang novel lang.
1: Um. So we did civil in the Philippines because it's easier anyway. And plus, he's yeah. he's a nurse as well, and uh, so he's doing well for himself as well. So he's also a Filipino who's managed to climb up, and he's also brilliant in his own way. Um. And then I was here by myself at first, and then he followed a year after. Uh, we partied hard. We did all the stuff that we can in our bucket lists before we actually, because we were together for quite a long time and people were wondering like, you know, you know I think in our culture, you have a, yeah, you're single, automatic. they ask you when, when is your, when are you going to have yeah. a boyfriend? You have a boyfriend, when are you going <laughs> to get married? When you going to get married? It's always the next, and yeah. yeah, and it's as if they're going to help you with childcare. okay? But anyway... <laughs> It's Isn't it, <laughs> di ba? Na bahag, magalaga, hindi naman, di ba? And financially, bang no, oh ba? But yeah, you just um politely, you know, shrug it off and just like smile. Uh, so yeah. when we did it, we're very happy. It's because it's our choice and it's when mm. we wanted it and yeah, no regrets, guys. Because I feel like I don't ever want to say, oh yeah, I didn't do this because alam you mo know, na, my kids, I find it very unfair if I'm gonna Put the blame on having kids so my a mom of two i speak to them in filipino mm-hmm. um of course so there's a four-year-old so he does uh i used to speak spanish as well but <laughs> i'm hoping but he's, he's getting it a bit more now because he counts in colors in spanish um but he speaks in Filipino with an accent, with a British accent. It's funny, it's cute. cute I know. And then um, the 10, 11 month old, eh, I only speak to him in Filipino, Filipino lang. And then yeah. they, they'll pick it up because he—it's going to exactly. be more difficult. So it's not. There's there's no research saying that they'll get confused and all that. it's a different world. It's much better for the brain, and and I love it. Yeah. Sabihin yung mommy masarap and they're brilliant I think but, they just know because when they go to another parents or their friends who are Filipinos they can they just know that they're Filipinos I don't know kids are brilliant it's they weird they don't think that they're, they're Thai or Vietnamese me, no they can... they, yeah I don't know, Galing. but for us, hindi natin alam yun Like we don't know if a Filipino is a Filipino or or from Thailand or for Vietnam, But he just knows, and most of the time he's right. He will just say "kamusta po? hello po, tita." He would say that, oh. and they and they do the bless. So we teach them even the eleven month old. I have taught him, so we say bless. He goes, he goes like that. Yeah, goes like this. Galing. Bless, and then of so course, are praying.
0: Because they're still, like, Pinoy, but they're, like, being raised abroad. What mm. are the things that, I don't know, that you would do differently? Because there are things about, okay, I want them to learn this, the yeah. language and all of that. But, I mean, how we were raised. There are things also that we're like, okay, I wish I didn't
1: have to go through that. So what mm. are those things? Because uh, here, kids, I can't say all in the philippines uh, would uh, would be like that but here kids are are listened to they are heard mm. and independence is a really big deal uh yep. they, we don't as much as possible you don't feed them up until they're 5 You mo ng kuchara. or so it's like let them let them feed themselves even if it's messy uh, yeah so i would encourage and promote independence um, let them do as much as possible, just guidance, of course, sometimes it's, there's, there's a bit of danger there, and it's not safe, but if he wants, so oh, my, my four-year-old, he wants to feed the baby, he would ask, mommy, can I feed him? And i say, oh, sige, dahan-dahan lang, yeah, dahan-dahan lang, and then he will get the spoon, and just, just a bit, because he, he can't be too like, Hoo, oh, 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 like, you know, yeah, every yeah. single thing, like, oh, oh, matapon, more I don't know that's
0: like
1: more cultures,
0: but that reminds me so much of yeah. Filipinos no don't do that or super yeah,
1: yeah so like god did I think it also drives my parents crazy because my my baby the youngest now he, he's free range he's free range I like Jigant. Jigant. oh <laughs> meaning like i just let him crawl and cruise and yeah of course uh, you take away the hazards and all but i just let him be sometimes it takes more time but of course if he wants to mix the flour and put the egg like let him yeah so sometimes it just drives my parents crazy if they see me if they really really see me with what i'm doing but then it's mixed feelings then they'd be so proud and happy because even at one and a half years old. One and a half years old. My four-year-old son could already just feed himself.
0: And exactly. if you do subo,
1: he doesn't like he doesn't like you like touching. know ba? Parang yeah. he gets annoyed. He like taking care of
0: himself. I guess <laughs> once they see the results, right mm. of of the mess and all of that, like they're they're proud. Naman, so they get it. Your parents understand, parang, what you're trying to achieve.
1: They have style. to, yeah. It's my kids <laughs> now. It's my turn. They've, they've done their bit. They've, they've got to let me make my own mistakes in parenting. Yeah.
0: Speaking of your parents, what kind of like social support system do you have there? Living there for like 10 years now, do you have mm.
1: your your, lo- your marcada there? So my husband's family actually lives in the north of England, which is about a five-hour nice. drive. Five-hour drive. So they're not really neat. So it's just really us. that was one of the things that we've discussed, that it's just us. And for some reason, in the magical, I don't know, the universe conspiring, we are able to have full-time jobs because we both love our jobs, but at the same Mm. time, have child care and savings for it. And I'm going to say this because there's like stereotypes and all. Yeah, we we do have help. We do have child care help. We have a nanny. Mm. There, I said it. The only reason why it makes me feel uncomfortable is because of that. Um, I wow nanny even at work, yeah. even among Filipinos here at work when they say, "Oh, my nanny, oh my, 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 no childcare." Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. It's not because in the Philippines it's yeah, cheaper. You do. Labor is, <laughs> la- yeah, yeah. They're there, although it's it's not uncommon because labor is cheaper. You can imagine here. Yeah, it's it's not for everyone. Let's just say. Yeah. Um. But we had to factor that in. It's just one of the, if you would say, um, considerations or sacrifices that we have to make. Um, but we 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 like the tandem that we have with the child care provider that we've got. Because she's very experienced. Um, and we saw the results in her. So it's the three of us. And then we have our friends who of course the classmates of my other son they're happy to you know have him for a bit they do play dates so kids here are so busy they have play dates swimming arts and crafts yeah um archery i don't know so many activities i thought for us it's before true. gymnastics ballet like yeah and uh, it's
0: all kind of in school. Yeah, like in school here now my friends that have kids are like, oh, I have to bring them like
1: to this other yeah. whatever
0: because they have this there, then summer yeah. they have like this like camp whatever yeah.
1: and, like, I thought we were busy back then, but <laughs> I thought but it it's not Yeah, it's nothing compared I to think the that's kids. It's like days. a
0: global thing. I think in a lot of places parang kids are having more activities. I don't know if it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. as long as they, I guess they still have time to just be free and play yeah. in the playground with mm. their friends yeah right? I think moderation mm-hmm. um, not not yeah. too much and also they have to enjoy it rather than impose it like, no you piano lessons ka, kasi have piano yeah, blah blah oh my gosh Anova, I'm going back to my... <laughs> and it's expensive mm. and if you see that they're miserable mm. and then you're taking them there my wallet is miserable too yeah right? I'd rather take them to somewhere that Lose, they would actually loose. like yeah going
0: back to like living abroad for yeah. your like over 10 years 11 years mm. there what was the biggest learning and your biggest challenge living in a whole new world mm. and the whole new accent
1: <laughs> I see. The, oh wait sorry I'm just gonna have to touch base on that accent yeah, yeah. I know I feel like yeah. sometimes I don't even know who I am anymore <laughs> Yeah, see, I... 11 years, hello?
0: <laughs> if you're speaking... Mm. I like it's like it's the same language, but it's like a different dialect if we're going to speak right, in that mm. term. Because the way they pronounce things are different. The words they use are different. Like, mm. I, I was just yeah. in London, right? I went to a restaurant and they are like, um, so what are we waiting for? And I'm like... <laughs> World mm, peace. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, are you at as- and like someone already got her order because you can wait for someone to get your order and she's like no i mean like what are you waiting for like what orders haven't come yet and I'm like, why are you asking me in yeah. such a weird way but i guess there that's just how it is so i completely understand if, like you have an accent and the way that you speak and word things will be different
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love it. I've embraced it before I was resisting it. And I'll say, no, I'll keep my Manila accent. parang like, like, no, kaya. It's not Manila accent. It's like accent. Yeah, it's very niche. <laughs> not everyone oh. would get it. But the reason why <laughs> I like your bit. podcasts and I would watch the stuff that you would post is because it takes me back. And then when I speak to some of my friends from, of course, high school, and then I speak to them, and I'm like, I'm reminded na, oh, nga pala. And then my sister, who lives in Australia, and she has an Australian accent, and I've grown up with her. We used to speak, of course, Povedan and way. And then when I, eat, even until now, I speak to her, it's so weird. She would say, hello? I, I, I'm not saying I'm good in Australia, but it's something like this, like, hello? Yeah, I'm in the car. I'm like, shucks, dini ko Parang, I think about though it's a, it's so it's so weird. It's so weird. Um yeah, anyway, so much on the accent. We, we just stuck on the accent bit. I know, it's a big, big thing. Okay, so biggest learning, biggest challenge. Um uh through the years I think, especially if you're doing well our work, I guess I would I would say. And you look young, which is a thing among us Asians, yeah. Hmm. We may look, I think Thank like God. forty, forty five. We look young, and of course, a height doesn't help. My height, my height doesn't help. Like Din Din had, like she she has an advantage, but she's like very rare. Din Dins in that she, height, rare. yeah, she's rare. Yeah, but I'm very common of a five two five three here. Um, we look young. We can pass for students, and then they're like baffled that oh, you're the manager. I'd like to speak to the manager. Mm. and Then ikaw parang moha student nurse. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things. And also, when you're leading, and then you also have others who are older than you and who have been in that industry for a long time. There's there's an art form of being able to speak to them, talk to them, without making them feel, or without being condescending, without making them feel disregarded. And especially yeah. uh, seniority, With respect for elders is a big thing in our culture. So yes. if you also need to challenge them for some things that they didn't do well, there's an approach to it in making sure that they're still respected. But at the same time you've got to do your It's very tricky. I'm just saying that it's not always easy. Sometimes it's, I still have to pause. Because, ba? Yeah. For it's example, Mang Bagyo. Kind of mo si Mang Bagyo.
0: but they Mang ba? Mang Bagyo hindi yeah, niya ginawa like yung work niya. Yeah. Right? You have to do it. So I guess it is super helpful that I feel like in our culture, in the Philippine cu- culture, it's kind of um not it's not kind of, it is non confrontational, right? Mm. Like you have to you can't make it a negative thing. You have to like turn it into a positive thing. Like a challenge instead of what you did wrong. No, like
1: oh it's a challenge to like improve next time. You won't get yeah, there's um, there's something there. So yeah, I think it's that. Um, be, being young, of course, I'm not as young as I used hmm. to be, but being young or looking young, so that could be like a challenge because yeah. I could be one of the sole decision, one of the decision makers for if we would do a procedure or if this patient would get canceled and I'm talking to like anesthetists, or oh, we call them anesthetists, not anesthesiologists, hmm. so, or surgeons and you tell them, your side why it can't go on because of this and this and this and then these are like people who are of course older than you in age and taller than me (laughs) i have to say that and then they they look at you and they listen to you and they value what you're saying um yeah yeah, it's humbling but also at the same time empowering that i've got a voice where the staff are really really short and they haven't had the break and they're so exhausted so you have to speak up for them as well and like you know make it safe practice do you find that you have to overcompensate
0: because okay i look let's say i look young i'm not from here and so okay i have to kind of project this confidence Hmm. so that people respect me or i have to be a bit like harder or a bit bitchier so that people like
1: Mm. respect me not the bitchier i wouldn't go down that route because a lot of strong personalities hey that's uh, yeah. that's for sure and it won't do any good talaga if you go with like attack and attack as well then, yeah. the two of you no point um, but yes I'd have to put on that hat of like being able to command presence in a room when I walk in mm. without being arrogant because there's a difference yeah. I can't explain it. so yeah. I guess
0: like your leadership training and stuff like that
1: came in handy
0: is that where you built like a lot of the skills that you're using now
1: Yes. And also uh being being humble enough to also learn from my colleagues and to Mm -hmm. admit that I don't know everything and I'm not always right and that they may also have other brilliant ideas that I haven't thought of. So yeah, it's that that collaborative work. My gosh, who am I? What (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. oh my gosh I'm whatever i'm seeing, like it's it's like by it's from a textbook goodness me but yeah but basically no it's from your experience
0: and maybe a textbook who knows i don't want this to like go too long because mm. people might not listen so yeah. i'm gonna go to my yeah. final question um top tip yeah for a pinoy who's thinking of moving to the uk specifically the okay. uk Okay.
1: Um just embrace the weather, accept it for what it is because it is not going to get any warmer. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like cold then that's it. Um that's your yeah. deal breaker, Okay? Um but also I would say my message to Pinoys is because we have a tendency to always stick. And the new ones who come here, they just even pagbanyo, it's like if one Pinoy goes to the banyo, all the Pinoys go and go to the banyo. I don't know. It's like if one is not coming to that party, they don't go to the party because one is it's always a package deal. Um and it's it's noticed actually, not by myself but also others. It's like always a package deal. Like the back mentality. Yeah. So I would say explore and establish networks because you never know if you limit yourself only to just among Filipinos, you might be missing out on other people who would really like to contribute to you, you know, and who would contribute to you finding your awesome self and would love to see you and experience you, just do well um, in that nourishing relationship, if you know what I mean because yeah. that's what I got I, I I went to a dance academy I was the mm-hmm. only Asian and, I love it and it took me a while, I'm like enroll ba? Ano ba? Okay, enroll yeah. ba? oh my god okay but I went to that dance academy and it just blew my mind. And also, again, representation.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just thanked myself for doing that. And it built, my, it built my confidence. I would always follow the energy of the people. If I like the energy, it feels light. They feel like they're going to contribute to making my life a whole lot more fun. I would go there. I'll go with, I'll go with that person. But, like pick. i love ending there now
0: because in my face now is my networking face mm. so i'm like mm. volunteering here mm. going there like just meeting a bunch of people different yeah. types of people yeah and i do feel that it's enriching it's like yeah. you're developing a part of yourself that maybe you didn't mm. know was there you know by by meeting someone else yeah. so i love that we're ending here yeah. So thank you so much. So for your fun time today. I had
1: fun. Yeah, I had fun. So
0: happy. Yeah, I learned a lot, and I'm really happy that we did this.